Hello and welcome back to Disky Vibes. You are listening to the 12th episode. I'm your humble and highly favored host, Sichaba, and I'm joined by my co host, Yolo, aka Bootwire Wire. How's it going, bro? <laughs> uh, I'm doing fantastic, bro. How's your week of football been? It's been a good week, bro. Lovely week, no, no complaints. And you? No, it's been, um, yeah, one of the best weeks of football. And uh, without wasting any time, Today, it's all things. The theme song that we've all come to love and appreciate. It's all things UEFA Champions League on this week's episode. So, without wasting any time, how did you find the Champions League, especially um, the quarterfinals? That's where we'll kick it off today. Which quarterfinal match caught your attention and why? Um, the one that's coming straight off of my head is is obviously the Bayern one. <laughs> the the 8-2 uh, Bayern win against Barcelona. Yeah. And it was just impressive to see um, Bayern Munich... Uh, beat uh, a Barcelona team which we know hasn't been its best this season and yeah I think the the game that stood out for me in the quarterfinals was the Bayern match I don't know about you what do you yeah so um, sticking to that game yeah it was it was quite a, an interesting encounter especially because we've always known Barcelona to be this um, big European team and um, we've always known them to be somewhat amongst the kings, if not the kings, of uh, UEFA Champions League. And we've always known them to dominate. But for them to get dominated like that, yeah, yeah it really caught me by surprise. Yeah. And I was quite impressed with the um, display and the performance by Bayern Munich. I really enjoyed it. What particularly st- stood out for you in that A2 game? Was there a certain player, a certain tactic, or a certain way they went about things in... Um, uh, sort of constructing their lineup. Um, for me, it was just um, the whole team. How they, everybody who came on the pitch and who went off of the pitch, um, they were they were they were like really determined to to put the game to bed. Um, Coutinho came on and he scored two goals. Um, I think Perisic also got a goal in the first half. So everybody was just putting in the work. And also Davies had a had an outstanding game. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think just how they they went about it. Yeah. They never stopped attacking Barcelona. They didn't stop trying to get goals. Yeah. Yeah. And what I loved about it is that Bayern Munich this season, ever since uh, Hansi Flick took over, they've looked the most assured team in world football. And um, they play like a team that is in sync. It's as if each and every single one's brain is more or less put together into one brain they all know what they have to do when they have to do how they have to do it and uh, i was particularly impressed by um the former barcelona player tiago how cool calm collected he was on the evening and how he ran the game and um the stability and the passing game that he brought forth in the midfield i thought that was very important to Bayern munich's play because um he gave them he gave them that um 
that 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 dominance and he gave them that figure in the middle of the park who was able to put his foot on the ball and control things from deep and uh, allow the Moolahs, the Serge Nabris to go forward to get the goals and to assist and I think it's very important that when you do play against Barcelona that you're able to grab the game by the scruff of the neck especially in the midfield because uh, we do know that over the years Barcelona have been very dominant in the midfield and coming up against the likes of De Jong and Busquets, it was very important that Thiago controlled the game from early on. And uh, I was particularly impressed with his performance. Uh, Joshua Kimmich had a, a very outstanding game. And uh, he just looks like a player who's just going to go on and become a phenomenal player not club just legend yeah club yeah. legend you know Definitely. not not just for Bayern Munich but for Germany I see him yeah. as a captain very soon <laughs> and look we could go on and on and we could pick individuals but what I love about Bayern Munich it's a team it's yeah. a footballing team and uh, another result that stood out for me was uh, PSG versus Atalanta uh, especially that comeback how did yeah. you see that one um I think um, Neymar, Neymar had a, a brilliant game Even though it didn't start off uh, particularly well um, He just kept uh, kept at it And he got he got the assist um, um, To get them To uh, to give them the equaliser He assisted Marquinhos uh, Who headed the ball I think Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a tap in you Yeah, tap in tap yeah. In. So I think Neymar had a good game In that in that match And then also Chipo Moting To come <laughs> to come on from the bench to 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 get the result that was really important and it showed me that they were really determined to to get to the semi finals but, but can you do it on a on a cold <laughs> night uh, in Stoke, in Stoke. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I don't know if we can <laughs> but yeah. yeah I was impressed by Atalanta as well I yeah. think they had a solid game plan they knew that they couldn't uh, play with PSG like that. So yeah, and I think if they had um, Ilicic on the pitch on the yeah. day, I think we would have seen a different result. Yeah. So I don't think uh, they should uh, be too hard done by or too. They yeah, be, yeah. I, I think they've they had a just, good season. Yeah, they've season. had a, a phenomenal season yeah. for the number goal number of goals they've scored plus hundred goals this season. Um, they will be returning into the Champions League next, next season. Yeah. I definitely do look forward to seeing what Atalanta have to offer going forward. I really enjoyed um, uh, the influence and dominance that uh, Alejandro Gomez had on the game, and I was quite disappointed that. Um, uh, they actually took him off. You know, yeah. I've just got this uh, belief that... Um, so, Marcelo Bielsa, who's uh, one of the most renowned footballing coaches in the world, um, the Argentine, he's got this rule that uh, you never take off the enganche. And the enganche is the number 10, the playmaker. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I follow the same philosophy when it comes to football. Never take off your number 10. You know, never, even if you're 1-0 up, I just feel like your number 10, your playmaker, the most influential player, is the one player that keeps things going. And he could grab a goal from a set piece. He could come up with a moment of brilliance. So I really enjoyed how um, Atalanta set up, especially because they, they stuck to their game plan and they played their aggressive football, which is what I like to see. Because a lot of teams can come into a game like this and they might overthink things yeah. and they might want to tinker here tinker there because they're coming up against these big names no they didn't do that they stuck to their way of football however at the end of the day Neymar do you know yeah, Neymar, yeah. Neymar 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 he was he was really brilliant in that game I really enjoyed his performance I think that he started he started off 
very slowly with regards to the finishing. Yeah. However, open play, he was magnificent. Yeah. And uh, he also equaled, if not broke, uh, the record of the most take-ons in a UEFA Champions League game, which was very impressive. Yeah. And um, if you actually go down memory lane, Neymar is the man for the comeback. It's not the first time that he's uh, performed so well and brought his team back in a UEFA Champions League game. Yeah. He also did it uh, against PSG when he was at Barcelona. Barcelona yeah. Two goals, two assists. Yeah. So Neymar is one who does start a bit slow. But as the game picks up, he just comes into full steam. And I was really impressed with his performance. <clears throat> However, I have to mention Marquinhos, who was outstanding in that yeah. game. However, more on Marquinhos a little later on the show. Um. And um, another performance I would like for us to have a look at Is the performance by Leipzig How did you feel about how They set up against Atletico Madrid And how they Displayed themselves on the night uh, For me I think uh, Simeone had the wrong Approach on the night um, For me he has the better He has better players um, And he has a better Better yeah. keeper better, like, better players overall yeah. So yeah. I think the approach was 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 wrong. He set out to defend and and beat them on the counter, and uh, I think he should have started Jao Felix, uh, the guy who scored, came on and yeah. scored the important penalty to bring them back in the game, but that wasn't enough. So I think he would be disappointed not to go on to the next round. But for Leipzig, I think the I think they were they were they were really solid that day. I think Upamakano had an outstanding game at centre back. Um, he had uh, Diego Phenomenal. Costa in his pocket the whole night. <laughs> Diego Costa didn't get a look in in that match, yeah. and yeah, I think that was a good good result for 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 a young team. Yeah, that was only established what ten years ago, yeah. eleven years ago. Yeah, so yeah, that's a great result for them. Yeah. yeah. So I just you know I I, I Klopp. At Anfield, after he lost against Atletico Madrid, he came out and said, I don't understand why Diego Simeone sets up like this with all the phenomenal players he has. However, in hindsight, when you look at that comment by Klopp, he does look like a bitter soul. Yeah. However, when you have a look at that comment right now, what Klopp was saying was true. Yeah. Because they've got some of the most talented players and most of their players play for their respective national teams. These are quality footballers who I believe can go um, toe-to-toe with most European footballing teams. And um, yeah, I was disappointed because I thought that they just set up very negatively. I thought this was um, Atletico's chance to go out and show us something different. Go out, attack the game. Because like you said, João Felix... I think this was the game for João Felix. Yeah. I think um, Diego Simeone should have given him uh, a free roll and played him off the striker and allowed him to just play his football, you know, and just say, for one evening, we're gonna go. Um, we're just gonna go on the offensive foot. So all the defensive and uh, very pragmatic football we've always played and set up with. Let's put that aside. Tonight we go, we attack the game yeah. because they've got uh, brilliant players in possession. Yeah. But on the other hand, yeah, man, I was really impressed with Leipzig, especially because, I mean, they did this without their talismanic figure, who is uh, Timo Werner, Timo who's Werner, yeah. now moved on to Chelsea. However, Nigglesman did say after the game that he didn't think that 
uh, Timo Werner would get much joy out of this game because uh, of how Atletico play with such a low block. Yeah. And he normally is a player who thrives on the space in behind. Yeah. However, I was just really impressed with Leipzig all round. It was a great all round performance. And um, it's just one of those performances where you can pick out one or two players, but it's a team performance at the end of the day. And uh, the fourth and final um, match, which was contested in the quarterfinal stage, was Manchester City versus Lyon, which ended 3-1 to Lyon. How did you, how do you feel about that game and how Pep went about his tactics? Uh, for me, um, Pep started off on the wrong foot. Um, he played five at the back, which is something that he really does. And he went defensively. So I think he, he overanalyzed the opposition. They should have stuck to their guns and and attacked Leon. But he saw that that wasn't working in the first half and he made the changes that he needed to make. And in the second half, I think they had more than enough chances to take the to take uh, the lead and to go on and to win the games, but uh it didn't happen. It didn't yeah. it just wasn't scripted. So it's a missed opportunity for for Manchester City. You told me Sterling Sterling, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. But Jesus and, yeah. and, and other players also had chances. We can't just uh, uh, put it down to, to Sterling. Yeah. Yeah, so I think they missed their chances in the second half. They created more than enough chances yeah. to win the game. To win the game. Yeah, so it's just on the yeah. day they weren't, they didn't have their shooting boots on, yeah. I guess. You know, um, what I feel, it's a one-off, Yeah. right? There's no second leg. Yeah. Attack the game. And um, the only coach who I know who's successful and famed at nullifying the strengths of the opposition is Jose Mourinho. Yeah. He's the only coach I know who can go into such games and focus on the opposition and how they play and nullify them as opposed to Pep. Pep is usually the coach who's one-minded, who's so focused on his style of play and uh, he's so assured in how his team is going to set up and his players. But... I don't know. I don't know. He just, you know, I think that's 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 the curse of of being a, a genius, if you want to call it. That sometimes you overthink things because yeah. I feel like he should have just kept it simple. And um, I just didn't like how he he set up five at the back. It was the first time Man City played that formation, and uh, yeah, that just didn't make any sense to me. And on the day, I think the team that stuck to their tactics, a team that uh, played offensive football, that played positive football, won the game, which was Leon. Yeah. And um, we speak to missed opportunities, you know. I feel like they just didn't take their chances yeah. because when Mahrez when came on second half, he created so many chances for the lads up front and I feel like they could have won that game convincingly, but they didn't show enough composure in front of goal. Yeah, uh, let's move on to the semi-finals. Um, we saw Leipzig uh, lose against Paris three uh, 0 So, how did you see that game go? Yeah, I, 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 I really enjoyed that game, especially because I, I never, I never really thought PSG uh, had it in their locker to give such a professional display. Yeah. I think it was a, a well-controlled game. Um, not at any moment of the game did they look um, uncomfortable. They knew what they were doing. They were very assured. They were cool, calm, and collected. Uh, my qualm with um, Leipzig is that they tried to play out from the back and it was not working. 
and um, there was even a warning sign where the um, the the goalkeeper blasted one into Neymar and it was uh, judged as a handball when Mbappe finished off. I feel like that should have been the warning sign to say, you know what, let's let's now bypass the midfield. Yeah. So let me not try to play out from the back, but let me bypass the midfield and by let's play. Long. Yeah, by going long, bypass yeah. the midfield and let's play from the second yeah. ball. So I feel like they should have been a lot more adaptive to what the game required yeah. and the game didn't require you to play it from the back because in Neymar, Di Maria and Mbappe you've got the most energetic front three yeah. who can press any any back four so yeah I was just disappointed with how uh, Leipzig set up and how they went about I feel like they didn't make it a competition yeah. I feel like it was just easy for PSG like it's and, hard to um, make it a competition against that front three eh? it, it, it is difficult however if you don't make mistakes and you keep you keep the game compact. You keep the game tight. Yeah. The more the clock ticks on, the, you have a chance. the better chance you yeah. give yourself yeah. to compete. Yeah. You know, and uh, especially because Leipzig do have quality quality players, and yeah. they're a very good team. If they played together as a team and um, they stuck to their guns and they were able to adapt to what the game required, I feel like they could have they could have taken it right down to the wire. Because I mean, if Atalanta can compete with PSG, surely Leipzig can as yeah. well. Yeah. So yeah, how did you see that game? Uh, well said. I don't think I don't think I can <laughs> add anymore. <laughs> you basically yeah. said it. Yes, you said it all. Yeah. And then yeah, in the other semi final, we saw Bayern um, winning three 0 against Lyon. Oh, that was classic Bayern. Yeah. Bayern, you know, Bayern Munich just looked like a well old machine. machine yeah. Every time they play a footballing game, it looks like they're in a training session. So they just look composed. They look very professional and uh, I was very happy for Serge Gnabry. Um, I feel like he's been a revelation this season and he's just proved all the haters... <laughs> Tony Pulis. <laughs> he's, he's just proved all the haters wrong. And yeah. Um, yeah, man, he's just showed what he's made of. And uh, I've always liked Serge Gnabry, especially because of his speed. I felt that he was just one of those players who just... If he got it right with the, with the technical aspect yeah. and also with his positioning... Yeah. I always felt like he could go on and uh, and become a very good player within European football. Mm. And I feel like that's where he is currently. And I mean, his performances were absolutely um, scintillating throughout the stage of uh, the, the Champions League, especially in the semi-final. He was my man of the match in the semi-final um, when they came up against Lyon. And uh, yeah, it was a, it was a, yeah, it was a very, it was a very professional display by yeah. Bayern Munich. Um, for me, um, I think the the important um, moments in the game were uh, the Depay uh, miss earlier yeah, on, definitely, and the Toko Ikambi's uh, miss as well. Yeah. So if they take those two chances, I think I think we have a game on on our cards. Yeah, but I I would have seen Bayern. I think Bayern would have saw the game through. <laughs> they just have too much quality for for Leon. So. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. Because you know it's important. It, it goes back to what I was saying. Yeah. If you don't make mistakes, yeah. you keep it compact, and you take your chances. You give yourself the biggest chance of progressing to the next round. Yeah. If you do the basics and you get the basics right as a footballing side, it becomes very easy for you to to see out the game. You know. However, if you don't take your chances, buy and take their chances yeah. at the other end of the pitch. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to to our next talking point. Um, today we'll be talking about uh, unsung heroes of 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 the Champions League, and this is our unpopular opinion of the week. 
So yeah. who for you in this year's Champions League was the unsung hero of their team? Yo, you know, th- this season, there's been so many unsung heroes. Yeah. You know, it- it's rare that you find that. Yeah. However, I'll, I'll mention just a few. Um, I'll start off by, by just commending Marquinhos. Yeah. Because Marquinhos is traditionally a centre-back. But he had to come into this PSG team and uh, play as uh, the defensive midfielder because Idrissa Gay was out, Verratti was out as well. So he had to really fill those boots. And I think he filled those boots and even more because he ended up getting two very important goals uh, throughout the knockout stages. Yeah. And uh, I just, yeah, I just really enjoyed his performances, you know, from a defensive perspective and also from an offensive perspective. I felt like he was very assured. He was very confident on the ball. And uh, he looks like a guy who's been playing midfield. He yeah. knows what to do when he gets the ball. Yeah. He knows what, he knows how to break up play. He knows which passes to make. And uh, look, I think we might have uh, a new a new defensive midfielder on our radar Definitely. by 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 the way Marquinhos has um, composed himself and by the way that he's uh, performed I definitely do think that um, he could he could go on and become one of the best defensive midfielders in Europe yeah um for me this year uh, my unsung hero is uh, Marcel Sabitzer so this year he's had four goals and three assists and for me, he's, he's an important figure to, to Leipzig. He's the captain of the club. Um, he's good at dead balls. He's good, yeah. he's good from outside the box. He's good at building up play. So I think he's been very important to, to, to Leipzig's run to the semi, is it semifinals. Yeah. Yeah, semifinals. Yeah. I, I think if he's not in the team, they're not going to make it that far. Yeah. So I think for me, him, he's, been, he's, been, he's had a good, good year this year. Yeah, definitely. And what yeah. I like about him is that he's one of those who lead by example. Yeah. It's always nice to have uh, a leader who, who gives everything on the football pitch. You know? So it's goals, it's assists. Yeah, and he also has uh, a very good work ethic going the other way as well. Yeah. So I, I really enjoyed his performances all around. From an all-round perspective, yeah. I feel like he's he's a very good footballer, and I guess only time will tell where he ends up because uh, he is on the radar of many big European from, yeah, football teams. Yeah, there's interest from from Arsenal yeah. and, and Tottenham, so yeah. yeah. But I think he'll he'll stay on for one more season. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think he should. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think I think he really should because there's you know in football there's no need to always rush a move. Yeah, you know, especially in the position that he's in, and uh, how important he is to the agenda of Leipzig going forward, and the role that he has. Yeah, so, he's the captain. Yeah, in a club that's in the Champions League. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. think yeah. Yeah, I mean, they could only, I can only see them improving. Yeah, yeah, definitely. going forward, I can only see them improving, whether it's in the league or in the Champions League, and uh, in the DFB Pokal Cup as well. I can only see Leipzig improving. So, moving it on right along, um, the next segment, we discuss the best players this season in the UEFA Champions League. So, which players stood out for you? Um, I think we all know who's been the best player in the Champions League, but (laughs) I I won't talk too much about that guy. For me, um, Neymar's been... 
the best second best player in the okay third best player in the in the UCL. Yeah. Um. So he managed to get a goal or assist in every game he started this season. Yeah. And so he had seven appearances and three goals and four assists. So I think he came back from injury. Um. In in the quarterfinals and the semifinals. Or oh, a little bit before that. Yeah. But yeah, he wasn't fit the whole year. So, because you know, he has uh, injury troubles. Yeah. But yeah, the goals that he scored were important. He scored in, in, in the Atalanta. Oh, he assisted in the Atalanta game. Yeah. So he's very influential for PSG. Yeah. And he's he's managed to help PSG get into the final, which there's, that's never happened in the history. Yeah. So yeah, so that shows he's been, how important he's been uh, for PSG. And he was brought, he uh, PSG bought him just to win the Champions League yeah. solely. They're not interested in the league uh, yeah. and, and other trophies. Yeah. His sole purpose is to bring the Champions League Home. to Paris. Yeah. And it's crazy you say that because yeah. uh, Neymar actually assisted PSG to the clean sweep. They won four domestic titles mm. this season. They won everything in France yeah. and they reached the final of the UEFA Champions League. Yeah. And in my own opinion, I think this is by far the most successful season PSG have PSG's, had in their yeah, history. Definitely. And um, you know, when you speak to Neymar and his injuries, it's also the first time that Neymar hasn't been injured for the knockout stages for the UEFA Champions League playing for PSG and look how far he was able to take them to the right to the final. Yeah. So it says a lot about his import about his importance. It says a lot about his dominance and his influence in the in in the team. And what I like about Neymar is that he brings uh, a competitive edge and a winning mentality that not many of those guys would have because a lot of those guys have haven't really reached the pinnacle of football. There's only a few guys in and around him who you can say that, okay, there's Di Maria, there's Mbappe, there's your Thiago Silva. But the other guys haven't really reached the pinnacle of football. Whereas Neymar, Champions League, he's won it. He's won um, the Olympics for Brazil. Yeah. You know, so Neymar's been there, done that, got the t-shirt. So, yeah, I really enjoyed his performances. He is my favorite player of all time. I really enjoy each and every <laughs> single game. That yeah. Neymar plays, especially because, you know, it's rare to find um, a, a Brazilian who is not a striker, who's able to post the kind of numbers that he posts. Yeah. And uh, the amount of goals that he scores, the amount of assists, I think he's one of the most complete forwards in the history of football. Yeah, definitely. And uh, moving it on right along, a player I was impressed by, really impressed by, and I think we can both agree, who will take second place is yeah. uh, Serge Gnabry. Serge Gnabry, yeah, definitely. So, with regards to Serge Gnabry and his performances, like we mentioned earlier, this is a player who's come from... Uh, the doldrums of English Premier League football. I say that because <laughs> at a point he was loaned out to West Brom yeah. and he just did not cut it at West Brom. Yeah. Tony Pulis felt that he's not up to standard and he's not fit enough for that level. And uh, he's made yo, he's made a great turnaround in his career. You know, going from being loaned out to West Brom to now scoring in each and every single game that he's he's played in in the UEFA Champions League bar the 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 final ah man he's been he's been absolutely phenomenal Serge Gnabry and um i think there's not a lot of words to describe how phenomenal he's been i think we can just marvel and just appreciate how this player has come on in leaps and bounds and each and every single game he's looking like such a complete forward left foot right foot he's fantastic 
Yeah, I'll just give you the numbers for you. Uh, 10 yeah. appearances, 9 goals, 1 assist. So that's basically a goal involvement every game. Every game every he's game. contested in. And apparently it wasn't good enough for Arsenal, so... <laughs> <laughs> it just shows what a beautiful story it is, it, though. It, it's, such a, it's such a great footballing story. And yeah. this footballing story serves serves well to all the youngsters out there who do aspire to play... Um, whether it's in Europe, whether it's to play in the PSL, or just yeah. to play professional football, that just because your career doesn't get off to the best of starts, there's always time to turn it around. And at the end of the day, you're only as great as your last game. But I think an important move for his career was the one to Hoffenheim. Yeah. That's when he started picking up the goals that he that you see now, the the nine goals in, in, ten, in yeah. 10 appearances. Yeah. And... The, and Nagelsmann was actually his coach then. Yeah. So he taught him everything. Like he said, I think once in an interview that Nagelsmann taught him how to finish and where to be in the box yeah. and how to position himself. Yeah. So I think that move was important for him. And then the move next to, to Bayern Munich yeah. helped him to, 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 to get to the top. So yeah. yeah, definitely. I think, you know, I think each and every single player in the world just needs that one coach yeah. who's just able to show them their true potential yeah. right because i believe that the potential of a footballer is within them mm. it's just you need that one coach to just to unlock you. that potential yeah. and uh, i'm glad that we're finally seeing the his star rise yeah and um moving it on right along to extra time and today in extra time, we are going to talk about the final, which was contested between PSG and Bayern Munich. How did you feel about the final and um, what are your thoughts on how the game played out? Mm, man, the final, that wasn't a pretty game to watch, eh? Uh. <laughs> I think the first half, both teams were, were a little bit reluctant to go at each other. So that's why you got the nil-nil first half. Yeah, but as the game went on, the game started becoming more open and more open, and that, that's when we saw um, Coleman's pace yeah. come 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 into play, and and also Gnabry's pace with the balls over over into the in, into in into behind the channel, the, yeah, yeah, in behind the defense. So, and I think PSG they did a good good job at 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 protecting their goal, so they stayed very compact and and and. And very narrow, and they allowed uh, Bayern to have the ball uh, out wide, but then I don't think they had a plan to to attack Bayern. Yeah. So I think that's the problem for me. They had, they they, they were too defensive, I guess, yeah. if I could say. Yeah. They didn't have a plan for them going forward. So next year, if they get there, I think they should go for the game. Yeah. Go def- all out. Definitely. You know the what I like about um, how PSG set up is that they they didn't allow Bayern Munich a lot of space in the first half and they were able to contain efforts and they made sure that they do not go 1-0 down. Yeah. And like I said earlier on, if you can go for the first 45 minutes, 0-0, you give yourself the best possible chance. However, come on. Mbappe, Mbappe, Mbappe. <laughs> Mbappe had to take, had to take that chance. Yeah. And, you know, that's the difference between Cristiano Ronaldo, Messi and then... The rest. The rest. Yeah. <laughs> Do you understand? Because yeah. there's this top bracket of elite players. Yeah. 
And I believe that the, that top bracket, you've got Cristiano Ronaldo, you've got Messi, you've got Lewandowski, you've got Neymar, and then there's just the rest who come into the second bracket. These are players who, when it, when it counts the most, they're able to, to get those important goals. They're able to finish. And uh, yes, Mbappe is uh, uh, a young man. However, I don't like to lean towards excuses for him yeah. because he's done it at the World Cup Finals. Yeah. So I feel like there's no excuse. I feel like with regards to his finishing... And I just, yeah, I just feel like his finishing was poor. And not only his, PSG's finishing throughout from the quarterfinals, right throughout the final, has been poor, in my yeah, own opinion. Yeah. I mean, if Marquinhos has been the one getting the important goals, it just says a lot about the forward line. They're very good in uh, building up play. They're very good at attacking the fullbacks, attacking the defenders. But when it matters most to put the ball into the back of the net, they just lacked that. And like you said, I felt that with regards to the game plan, I felt that uh, Thomas Tuchel relied too much on the front three star power. And he didn't drill in any offensive patterns. Yeah. He didn't drill in any transitional patterns in the sense that how do we play if we're going to sit on the back foot and we're going to absorb pressure? You know, you can't attack the same way as if... As, as an open game. Because yeah. in an open game, there's a different way that you're going to set up. There's a different way you're going to be on the offensive foot. As opposed to when you're on the back foot. That is transitional. Yeah. Now, you know that when you go on the counter-attack, everything has to be quick. Nobody can slow it up. So, Definitely. there was many times when Mbappe was released out wide, second half. And I felt that he slowed the game down. Yeah. He'd want to chop in back onto his right yeah. foot, step over. Instead of playing the ball centrally or releasing it a lot quicker. And being direct And as being well. direct as yeah. well. I felt that he lacked that desire and that hunger to just be direct. Because in those type of games, it's not about playing. Yeah. It's not about playing. It's not about the tricks that you have. It's not about the flicks that you have. You can't do that against Bayern. It's just about sticking the ball into the back of the it's net. The, it's the result. It's the result that counts at yeah. the end of the day. You recuperate, you drop back, you keep it compact, and that's all that you have to do. I believe that PSG would have won that game had they taken their chances earlier on. However, we speak to, to Bayern Munich's uh, performance and their dominance, and I have to mention Thiago again. I feel like he was absolutely instrumental to that win. Cool, calm, and collected. Not once did Bayern Munich panic in my eyes it just looked like a team that knew that they were going to win the final yeah, definitely i think manuel neuer also had a an outstanding wow. game there were saves that he had to make with the with, with these legs yeah he makes more saves with his legs than with his hands yeah like he a, definitely rolled back the years yeah. this is the manuel neuer that we have always known and um i loved i i really i really enjoyed watching Manuel Neuer's um, performances during this Champions League run, especially because there was so much doubt around him yeah. when the season started. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what was going to happen? Was he going to renew? Did the club feel like he was still good enough to be uh, the club's number, number one? one yeah. And even on um, national team level, there were so many questions being asked about him. And there was Tostegan coming through the ranks. However, I liked to see the performance because I believe that Manuel Neuer still is one of the best goalkeepers of all time. And uh, currently, I believe he's the best goalkeeper. He showed it throughout uh, the UEFA Champions League run. And um, it's important that we pay homage to uh, footballing legends like Neuer, you know, uh, especially because goalkeepers go 
go go unnoticed. Yeah. You know, and um, when you have a goalkeeper like Manuel Neuer, how many games does he win you? So many games that he wins you. And yeah, I was really impressed with Bayern Munich's performance. He led from the back. They looked very calm. They looked very cool. Goreska for me was absolutely phenomenal. That's also another unsung hero. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just enjoyed Bayern Munich's performance all around. And uh, credit must go to Hansi Flick for throwing Coleman in. Because yeah. he could have easily gone with Perisic. With Perisic, yeah. But he felt that Coleman was well suited to start the final. And the player he trusted most delivered. Exactly. Yeah. So, with that being said, um, where, where do you think uh, these teams can improve next year? Oh. What, what's the missing piece? Can they make it back to the final again? Going forward, I think it's going to be quite paramount that PSG... Replace Thiago Silva Now I know Many people are thinking Yeah but there's Marquinhos He could easily slot back in It's just Now when I look at PSG With Marquinhos In the midfield In my eyes They look a lot more balanced And I think With Marquinhos Verratti And uh, Idrissa Gay What it does is It allows Neymar To come in And play as a 10 Coming in off the left Which then frees up The whole left flank For Benat So I feel like Marquinhos brings A certain stability To PSG That no other player Can bring So I think it's going to be Quite paramount That they replace Thiago Silva As we do know That he's on his way out Um, The reports are saying That he's Chelsea bound However only time will tell So I think it's important That they show up Their centre back area also because i'm i'm still not convinced with kimpembe i yeah, feel like he's, he's he's very shaky yeah. so if you are going to go and uh dip into the market they must get a center back who's better than kimpembe yeah. they must get a center back who will be able to sort of teach kimpembe the ropes because i still think he's a developing center half yeah. at um the left back position i think they covered um with uh bernard and uh, Livan kazawa i think those are two very good fullbacks that you could have in the left back position. At right back, I think that's where they have to strengthen. Tilo Kreer for me is a centre back traditionally yeah. and naturally. I think they need a right back, uh, a Daniel Alves esque right back. Yeah. You know, a Joshua Kimmich esque right back, uh, a person who can dominate the game of football from that right hand side. So yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens going forward. Who renews contracts? Who's who wants to leave because they also have been linked in recent times with uh, Coutinho, which is quite interesting. They've also been linked with Griezmann. So it's just going to be interesting to see what happens going forward. So that's as much as I can say for PSG. Do they make it back to the final next year? I don't know because I just feel like all the other teams in Europe would have strengthened going forward. You know, I think Real Madrid will have something to say about that. I think Juve could have something to say about that. I think... Man City, if they strengthen in the right places, could have something to say about yeah. that. Liverpool could have to, something A to say about teams. that. <laughs> A lot of teams. Yeah. So I think this was PSG's best best chance. Yeah. However, I believe that Bayern Munich are on this phenomenal run. And irrespective of who plays, they keep ticking on. Because at some point, if you remember... Thiago was not in the side and they kept picking up the wins Yeah, and they kept playing this amazing football but they carried on so I think Bayern Munich are on this great run and I feel like they can sustain this um, for me um, PSG sorely missed uh, with uh, a right full back like you yeah. said Yeah, they needed that width from, from their right back so yeah I, I agree with you they should um, find another alternative for, for care 
at right back, and I think they do have a prove a, a center back um, um, player in in their ranks. Yeah, which is Diallo. Yeah, I think he could step into that position and make it his own. Yeah, I, he's I th- fast enough. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's played in Dortmund. Yeah. I think he, he has played at the highest level, so he would be able to to step into that role. So, yeah, yeah. you wanted to add? Yeah, I just wanted to add that, yeah. that I, I, I definitely do think that Diallo is a, is a very good centre-half. Yeah. And uh, I could even go and give you an unpopular opinion right now. I think uh, Diallo and Craig could make a good centre-half pairing yeah. and I could take Kimpembe out. Yeah. I could go as far as saying that. Definitely. And then for, for Bayern, I think I think they're good. Yeah. They have um, Sané coming Sané in. Sané coming in. On the left. <laughs> <laughs> An outstanding player. Yeah. Um, PFA, young player of the year. The yeah. Other year. So... We know what he brings to the table. Yeah, Lewandowski is still there. Maybe we, they could get like a replace a, a replacement for him yes. for the upcoming sort year. Sort of so, uh, an understudy. Yeah, an yeah. understudy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, I also think that um, I, look, you know, I I really love how I really love how Coutinho fits into that Bayern Munich side. And I know that they're not going to keep hold of him. However, I think I would have loved if. They kept hold of Coutinho because Coutinho gave them a different dimension. Every yeah. time Coutinho came on, he influenced the game, which I think is quite paramount and which I think is quite important. However, the question that I have for you, we've seen the UEFA Champions League um, in 2020 was contested in an unorthodox manner where there was no second leg. Keep or do we go back to the old format? Mm, interesting question. Um, for me, I think they should keep it. Yeah. Because if there's a second leg in these quarterfinals, PSG, Leipzig, and At- Atalanta and Barcelona City, I think some of these teams are coming back. <laughs> if if Leon has to go back to to Etihad, yeah, no. I think City is gonna take it. Yeah. And then if 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 Atala if Atletico and Leipzig go back to I don't know Spain, yeah. I think at that. Atletico is gonna take it, so I think yeah. this this format of um, one game it's actually good for 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 the other teams for the lesser yeah lesser teams yeah it gives them a, a level playing ground I think yeah so I think they should keep that I I definitely agree with that especially because it's it's true to the sentiment of knockout football yeah yeah ninety minutes it's a one off yeah you bring your A game and that's it yeah because. Too many coaches and teams overly romanticize the game of football <laughs> and there's planning. No, we'll get them second leg. We just need one goal. Yeah, I don't goal like away. that. The away goal rule. Exactly. Yeah. And my question is, would we have seen Bayern Munich absolutely demolish, d- demolish uh, Barcelona Barca. if there was two legs? The way in the fashion in which they did? No. I don't think so. Yeah. Whereas Bayern Munich came out all guns blazing. Yeah. The game against Atalanta and PSG was absolutely... Each and every single quarterfinal was amazing for me. I think, in my own opinion, this has been one of the best knockout rounds of UEFA Champions League football. Especially because of um, this new structure that they had implemented. So it's a definite keep for me. But to play devil's advocate here... Um... The PSG Barcelona game, like you said yeah. earlier on, we wouldn't have had a second leg. Yeah, where Neymar scored uh, and assisted two go- yeah. four goals or something like that, and the United PSG comeback. Yeah, where Lukaku scored and then they came back. So, I think they should. They should like. It's hard for them because they have something that works. Yeah. So why would they change it? Why, why would they change yeah. it? Yeah. You know what I can say. 
when I speak to those comebacks, yeah. I speak to mentality. I think it's very easy going into the first leg to be a bit laxy daisy. Yeah. Knowing that there's always a second, second leg. leg yeah. And you go into the game uh sort of you're not really you're not really you're not really into the game. And I feel like Barcelona when we go back to that Barcelona PSG game. Yeah. If you remember that game, Barcelona, let's be honest, at uh, they were just not at it. You know, at the Parc de France, I feel like they were just not in the game. I felt like they started very slowly, and for me, because Barcelona always know that when they play second leg at Camp Nou, they have a way of turning things around. I don't like that, because Bayern Munich always know that when uh, they take it back to the Allianz, they have a way of coming back. Yeah. I don't like that. Whereas if it's a one-off game, you get two teams, it's all or nothing in ninety minutes. That's it. There's no planning for the next game. And I feel like I was at the edge of my seat for each and every single quarterfinal yeah, game. Quarterfinal, yeah. So I really enjoyed it. And it's just going to be interesting to see going forward, what do they do? However, I'd love that they keep this format. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that's it. That's it for, for today's episode. Yeah, this has yeah. been... Yeah, this is, one for, this is one for the books. I really enjoyed this episode. Yeah, me too. I think, I think it was a... Groundbreaking uh, episode <laughs> with the with the soundboard. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed that. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Um, if you enjoyed this episode of Disky Vibes, help us spread the word by rating and sharing it. And thank you for tuning in, and much love. Bye bye. Signing out. <laughs>